0: Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a finished strong Friday presented by DraftKings, as always. Absolutely love that Olympic promotion they have going on right now. I think they're giving you $100. I love Greg Cosell. Look, there's a lot of guys in the news, Randall Cobb and Steve Nelson, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. Sometimes I feel like we lose sight of what these guys are as football players. That's that's what we're talking about. So we're going to go into the film room. With Greg and break down some of the guys that have been in the news this week momentarily you can always check me out at Ross Tucker NFL check us out at Ross Tucker pod and if you engage in any way you can be one of the three winners I announced the last show every week usually a Friday it's a winner's Friday I want winners I want people that want to win It's not just a Winners Friday. It's a Finish Strong Friday. The Spread the Word winner, Josh Austin. Josh, I saw you liked the college draft post on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Let me know exactly what you'd like, whether it's a signed picture or a press pass. I'll be getting a lot of them soon this season coming up. I still have one from last year, Jags-Eagles. Maybe that's two years ago. If you want the Jags-Eagles, for those of you that are Eagles fans or Jags fans, for that matter, or if you want a signed picture or a signed card, that's perfectly fine as well. Sponsor confirmation email winner, Jill Tomasian. She got the Raycon earbuds that I'm obsessed with these days. Love, Jill, getting the Raycon earbuds. Love my Raycon earbuds. If you don't have earbuds, or even if you do and you're not happy with them, the Raycon ones are way better. They don't stick way out either. They they fit right in your ear which I like. And then the YouTube shout out really appreciative of the kind words from Kieran O'Keefe. Kieran said he's been listening for a while. He checked it out on YouTube for the first time and he loved being able to see us, being able to see us talk to each other like we do now on the show. It's been about a year now. We've been on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. It's big show time. The big show. Always great to talk with the Dean of NFL Films, the Civilian Goat, as I have nicknamed him, the greatest video watcher who did not work for a team in NFL history. And you can check him out on social media, so you always know what he's up to, at Greg Cosell. So, Greg, obviously, a lot of news with, like, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, guys like that this week, and we know they're good players, okay? (laughs) But... But here's what I think interesting about Aaron Rodgers. You know, the two years before this past year, Greg, he wasn't quite as good as he had been before that. He, I think he even acknowledged that. Didn't he say something like, my down years would be career years for other people? He made some comment like that. But my point would be, 2019, uh, he was not great. First year in Matt LaFleur's system. 2018, he was okay and he got hurt. I guess the question is, Greg, what did you see on the tape that enabled him to take that next step last year? Was it familiarity with LaFleur's system? Was he trusting the system more? Because I know you talked in previous years about him maybe freelancing a little bit. What did the tape show you last year? And what's your belief in his ability to do that again this year and possibly even build on it?
1: Well, I certainly, Ross, can't speak to what was in his head about familiarity, but I will say what the tape showed in 2020 was that he was extremely efficient within that system. And again, he's an incredibly smart guy. We all know that. But anytime you're in a new system, a different system, it just takes a little time. And I think because he's always been phenomenal at making plays outside the pocket, improvisational plays, second reaction plays. He always had the ability to rely on that and then make the kinds of throws that not many can make. But I thought last year that he played within the structure of that system so exceptionally well. And then he made improvisational plays when they presented themselves, which of course he can do. But there's no reason to believe with another year in that system that he can't play at an exceedingly high level. Very few guys throw a ball like Aaron Rodgers and he's incredibly bright. So I would expect him to play at a really high level this year, Ross.
0: You know, it's a good point you make Greg about the new system because it felt like it took Tom Brady more than half the year last year to kind of have a good, or at least be in the same page and in sync with what Bruce Arians was doing in Tampa.
1: Yeah, and I think that's natural. Um, Look, it's just different. You know, I, I had a coach tell me that you know, whenever you go to a new system and the terminology is different, what it's like is it's like ordering a hamburger and fries. It's you know, if you go, you order it a certain way in the United States. If you go to a foreign country, you have to order it differently, and it just takes a little bit of time to learn, and then to learn all the different checks and all all the the details and nuance that. Each system presents are different, and you it just takes time and and you know you mentioned Brady, obviously another really smart guy, and we know how smart Rogers is, but it's one thing to master it on the iPad, master it in the classroom, master it on the practice field when it's it the pace is slower it's not the same as mastering it in a game uh, and I just thought Rogers last year you know we know the talent, but I thought just in terms of executing the offense, because that's the way this stuff is taught. You know, we've become so focused on guys who can run around, but that's not the way the position or an offense is taught, Ross. You know this. You played. No coach rolls the ball out and says, let's run around today. You know, this is the way this stuff's taught, and they want it executed that way unless the defense truly demands it can't be executed that way.
0: Yeah, that they look at that as extra, And so, yeah, like if 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 they get a bad look, if things don't go the way they want them to go. Right. Nice to have a guy that can save you.
1: Right. But, you know, it's funny. The last two years, you know, I've spent a lot of time, maybe more time than ever talking to coaches. And there's not a quarterback coach or an offensive coordinator that would draft a guy, let's say, and therefore coach a guy based on his ability to run around they draft guys on their ability to execute an offense at a high level. And that's one of the reasons, obviously, obviously you're looking at traits as well. But I'm just talking about now the execution of an offense. You don't draft a guy based on his ability to extend a play and run around. You're looking at a guy's ability to execute your offense with consistency snap after snap.
0: So, Greg, while we're on the Packers, they also traded for Randall Cobb which I think is interesting, the GM, Brian Kunst and I'll get into this a little bit later, made it very clear that they traded for Randall Cobb because Aaron Rodgers wanted him to. Very right. clear. And so I guess the question is, you know, his numbers the last couple of years have not been real good. Um, and I'm sure last year you didn't spend a ton of time studying Randall Cobb, but you did watch Deshaun Watson. You did watch the Texans at times. I guess, what do, what do you think – what was what was Randall Cobb at his best and what do you think he has left?
1: Well, I think again, without getting into the internals, because we don't know if they if they did it because they wanted to play Kate Aaron, we don't know any of that. You know, we can we can speculate and others will do that. But I think there's a comfort level. And I think that's really important for quarterbacks and receivers. And I think even if Cobb is maybe not the exact same guy he was three or four or five years ago because he had a stretch where he was obviously really good in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. I think there's just a comfort level, and there's a sense that hey, I can go to my guy pretty much any time. I know where he 's going to be uh, now don 't forget though Cobb is coming to an offense that was different than the one that he played in when he was with Aaron Rodgers the first time, so there's, there's a little bit of a learning curve there as well. Now, he's a veteran, and he's another smart guy, so it maybe it'll go quicker. But I just think that there's a feel and a comfort, and that's very important for a quarterback and a receiver.
0: It's a really good point, Greg, about, you know, there is a familiarity between Aaron and Randall, obviously, but it is a new system for it's Randall. It's a new system. It's, and I can speak to this. I think I had nine different offensive coordinators, Greg. I mean – it's And isn't it, it's just different, Ross. I mean, you know, people might not you – know, they might think,
1: oh, as an offensive lineman, just block this guy. But it's just different in the way it's presented, the way it's
0: coached, the way you're asked to execute it. Am I right? Yeah, so I, what I would say is most of the plays, there's a lot of crossover. Like, there's a lot – a lot of them run the same plays from an offensive lineman's perspective. Like right. Same blocking scheme. What's different would be – the language, the calls, what they call it, what the offensive line technique is, and then the the detail of how they want you to go about it is different. So, like, there would never be a time where I would go to a new offense and immediately be better in that new offense than I was in the one I was just doing because I had just been doing that one for a while. Right, right. And honestly, Greg, I, I say this, and I'm not like – I don't know how good I could have been, but I would love to do my career over again, Greg. And just be one place for seven years with the same system, the same offensive line coach. I'd be curious to see how good I could have gotten. I'm not sitting here saying I would have been a pro bowl. I don't think so. But, you know, when you're constantly having new offensive line coaches that are changing what they want you to do, you can never really master your craft. It's like, Greg, can you imagine you're, you're like a, Carpenter uh, or a plumber and you're in a, it's like you're an apprentice okay? right and you keep learning under different guys, I mean you're learning a lot and it's good to learn a lot and maybe eventually you can figure out what works best for you, but every time you go to a new plumber or you're, you're at a new place apprenticing. You kind of have to learn how they want you to do it, and you're not as good yeah. at it at
1: first. And, and and don't forget, now you're also talking about doing it in a game where the speed – you know, let's say you're playing the Rams and, you know, you're trying to remember your system, the details. See, it's the details and nuance that are so important, and all of a sudden Aaron Donald's in front of you. You know, it makes it a little bit different.
0: It's a great point. Um, question, Greg, uh, to wrap up the Packers here. Devontae Adams uh, made it very clear – that he believes he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. He wants to get paid as the best wide receiver in the NFL. You watch all of these guys a lot. Yeah. Do, do you think he is the best receiver in the NFL, Greg? And what
1: makes him so good? Thought he was last year. And again, you, you know, these are year-to-year things in terms of making lists. Um Devontae Adams has been a great receiver. So now you're just deciding in a given year. But Devontae Adams, if you're talking about his skill set, you're talking about a guy that's phenomenal getting off press coverage. And that's a critical deal in today's NFL where there's more press because of more quick game, uh, more RPOs, where corners and defenses want their corners to press more because you need to disrupt receivers. Because when you're dealing with quick game, three-step drop, five-step drop, You're not going to get there with your pass rush uh, as quickly. So you have to disrupt routes. And and Devontae Adams is outstanding getting off press coverage. I think he's really refined as a route runner. Great understanding of how to use his vertical stem to attack leverage of corners. Great ability to use his steps, to use his body, to sell routes. You know, these are all really critical things. Uh, And I think he's a master at this. He's become a true master technician at understanding how to run specific individual routes because there's numerous routes and each one is run differently. And you also have to understand where you line up splits. You run routes differently based on receiver splits. So. He's become a master in understanding all these kinds of things. And, I again, people can make any list that they want to make, but there's no question that Devontae Adams is right at the top in any discussion of the best receivers in this league.
0: Um, let's, let's tie it together and go back to Houston where Randall Cobb came from. Sean Watson, obviously lots of reports, Greg, that he is available via trade. Um, clearly we don't talk about the off the field stuff with you and there's really not much to report there. Anyway, my question is, looks like he's going to go somewhere um, at some point. So maybe it's Miami, maybe it's Denver, maybe it's Philadelphia, maybe it's wherever. I feel like, did you say last year you thought was his best year? What did he do different? What what did he improve upon and what would he bring to a new team? Well, to me, Deshaun has always kind of, had to find that
1: balance between playing from the pocket at a really high level, which he's capable of and leaving the pocket prematurely when he does not need to. One of the reasons he's been sacked an awful lot and because he's a a really good player, people automatically assume that it's a bad offensive line and that offensive line was bad for a stretch earlier in his career, but it has improved over the last year or so. And What quarterbacks, and you know this, Ross, as an offensive lineman, quarterbacks who move when they don't have to move, they get sacked more, not less, because every play call has a protection call and you protect and block it a certain way based on where the quarterback is supposed to be. And if he moves when he doesn't have to move, then that poses a problem for the offensive line, as you well know. So he's always in my mind, struggled a bit to find that balance. Now, because he's so good on the move and he's excellent throwing on the run, many times he, that is camouflaged. But when he plays well from the pocket and he's had stretches in his career where he's, I'm talking about five, six, seven game stretches where he's played exceptionally well from the pocket and it just really shows up on tape and he plays at a really high level.
0: Yeah, um, it's the most frustrating thing of all time, Greg. You mean when, alignment when, when the quarterback <laughs> is not where he's supposed to be, uh, such as like being ten yards deep when right. you're expecting a spot that's six or seven yards deep. Yeah, it's incredibly frustrating Uh when they hold on to the ball. It's incredibly frustrating. But listen, they got a tough job too. Like I'm not, not here. No, to no. Play. But that's just the reality because again, it comes back to coaching how the how things
1: are coached. They're coached with precision and nuance and detail, and there it, it's expected to be you know, executed that way unless the defense truly demands otherwise.
0: Greg, uh, two other guys I wanted to ask you about that were in the news this week. One is Steve Nelson. Uh, yeah. Was a corner that the Steelers released salary cap, was on the market a long time. A lot of teams rumored to want to get him to be a starter. The Eagles get him. Uh, what What have you seen from Steve Nelson throughout his career? And I guess in particular last year that you think he'll give the Eagles?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's a professional corner. I I remember him coming out of college. I believe it was Oregon State, if I'm not mistaken. And he was always a little shorter than you'd ideally like, but super feisty, super competitive. He can play press. He can play zone. I think he's a professional corner. And I think that the Eagles, I mean, look, other than Darius Slay, we can sit here and say that the Eagles did not have a starting caliber outside corner on their roster. And I think that's a really good signing for them. You know, Jonathan Gannon is their D coordinator. Um, it's my understanding that he's pretty much uh, instituting what would be considered a, a Minnesota type defense with a lot of uh, probably quarters cover four. that's a Minnesota type scheme. So your corners can play off your corners can play press and. Um, Uh, You know, I think he'll end up, barring anything unforeseen, as the outside corner opposite Slay, and I think that's a really
0: good signing by the Eagles. So the other guy um, I I wanted to ask you about for sure, and maybe we'll get to some other guys, but I think this guy's really interesting on a couple different levels. Logan Thomas, Greg, got a contract extension with the Washington football team, big money, and I, I love stories like this. I love guys like this. I think a lot of the listeners know, but maybe they don't. He was a quarterback at Virginia Tech. He's yeah. a really big kid. He had a big arm. what do you go? Like fourth round, maybe somebody that somebody. I, I thought three. he had a chance as a quarterback. I guess I was wrong. Yeah, well, he had a big. I think Arizona drafted yeah. him in the fourth round as a quarterback, and he worked all the way through to go ahead become a tight end and become a starting tight end that Washington wants around for years to come. So let's start with this first. The first question is what kind of player is Logan Thomas?
1: I watched his tape a couple of weeks ago. He was just one of those guys. I felt like I wanted to take a look at and I was pretty impressed. My sense. And for those listening who are fantasy players, I think he'll be an ascending player. I think he'll be utilized more this year. It's Scott's. Scott Turner's offense, which has many elements of his dad, Norv Turner. So there's intermediate and vertical elements to that pass game. There's a lot of routes that have those elements to it. Um, You know, last year, his explosive receptions came on corner routes, vertical seams, wheel routes. He's physical and competitive run after catch. Um, I think he's really an intriguing player and, uh, You know, he showed a pretty wide catching radius. He showed good hands for a player that was not a receiver in college, as you mentioned. So I think there's a lot to like with this guy. And I think you'll see him utilized even more this particular year in the context of that offense. Because keep in mind, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a quarterback that's used to throwing it up to big receivers. He's done that much of his career. And Logan Thomas is the big receiver in this offense. So I think you'll see him with a lot of targets this year.
0: Um, the, the, the last question, Greg, it's a follow-up to that. We see a lot of teams trying to convert quarterbacks to tight end, you know, like the, the Eagles with Tyree Jackson from University of Buffalo, or receivers to tight end like Kelvin Benjamin who just got right. cut. It doesn't work a lot. Uh, what is the difference uh, usually – between the guys that works for and the guys that died, what usually holds the guys back that they try to convert to tight end?
1: I mean, I hate to say this, Ross, but I, I can't, that's a hard question to answer because I think guys have skill sets and talents. Look, Logan Thomas was a quarterback. Um, my guess is it has something to do more with their approach, their work ethic, their understanding of the game. Um I, You know, these are kinds of things that I wouldn't know. I mean, they show up on tape just sitting and watching the tape, but there's a process involved with that that I I really can't speak to because I'm not there. I mean – you know i've heard from people that that coach logan thomas that he's an unbelievable kid who really you know wants to be great now i can't speak to kelvin benjamin i'm sure people who followed kelvin benjamin's career might say based on what we just know about him you know without being around him that he doesn't seem to be that guy i, don't, I can't answer that i can't speak to tyree jackson who's just trying to make that transition now so uh, but but all i can say is watching the tape of logan Thomas. He looks like a guy that has really taken well to the tight end position and seems to have a really good understanding of how to play the position. So uh, again, I know that maybe is not a great answer, but I I can't speak to why other guys can't do it.
0: Yeah, no. Well, and obviously the guys that can't do it, they're not on tape that much. Right, exactly. That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Not on tape that much because they didn't do it. Uh, Check him out on social media at Greg Cosell. He joins us every week. It's, one of my favorite 20 minutes of the week every week. Thank you so much, Greg. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. Greg is a keeper, just like Keeps is a keeper. I you know what? I should have I literally have my keeps right over there in the hotel room I'm in right now, because I already put it on the top of my head, the topical solution. I already took the pill and I could show you guys here, those of you that are watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I could show you. My keeps right now, huge fan. I'm uh, I tell my friends all the time. I tell my family, literally ask my family and friends. They will tell you Ross is a big fan of keeps and he takes it and has for years. The key is that there's only two FDA approved medications. We, We all know about the FDA approval process now, right? Like they need a lot of research. They need a lot of track record to approve something. They need to be able to have evidence, tangible evidence, that it works. Guess what? They've got two FDA-approved medications for male pattern baldness. Get involved. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss like I did and do, go to keeps.com slash Ross to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Ross to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash Ross. Good
1: morning, Ross. Let's start with some of the hard news that actually came down the pike. It's Randall Cobb goes from Houston to the Packers for a sixth round pick.
0: So, man, I mean, there, there's a lot I could get into here, Bry. A lot of people don't think he has a whole lot left. Um, but he certainly wants to prove he still does. And Aaron Rodgers certainly wants to prove he still does. You know, Guttekunst couldn't have been clearer at his press conference that they traded for Randall Cobb because that's what Aaron wanted. It was amazing. Like I, I think I tweeted, Bri, at Ross Tucker NFL. Are you guys all following me by now? I mean, do I even need to say that? You should all be following me by now. At Ross Tucker NFL. Bri is at Ross Tucker Pod. But Goodacombs made it very clear that they got Randall Cobb because Aaron Rodgers wanted him. AKA, if Randall Cobb stinks, don't blame me. This is the guy Aaron Rodgers wanted. And the Texans still have to pay him $3 million this year to play for the Packers. Uh, The Packers are paying him five and a half. I don't know how he had eight and a half million dollars still guaranteed for this year. But that was a heck of a contract he got to still have that much money guaranteed.
1: While we're on the topic of Green Bay, got to get your thoughts on the press conferences they had up there in uh, Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, I mean, I appreciate the guy's honesty. It's very entertaining for us. Uh, Rodgers put it all out there. Uh, Devontae Adams is very clear that he's not taking less, doesn't care who the quarterback is. Like, he wants to be the highest-paid receiver in the NFL. That's his priority. And by the way, I have no problem with that whatsoever. I, You know, every guy's always like, it's not about the money, it's about the respect. No, no, no. Devontae Adams is like, I want to be the highest-paid receiver. Okay. And I agree with Goodekunst. There's different ways – to say you're the highest paid receiver, there's average per year, there's guarantees, there's a uh, signing bonus, there's one, two, three year cash flow. There are different ways to be paid the highest in the NFL. So it sounds like Devonte's only concerned about average per year, but I appreciate Devontae just said that. I wish more guys would just say that. I will say, I think, like, for example, Aaron Rodgers saying, you know, we cut a guy that was our second best receiver. How does that make the other receivers feel? I mean, they cut Kumaro is who he's talking about. How, how does that make Lazard and these other guys feel when Aaron's like, yeah, they cut the guy that I like better than you guys? I, I don't think that's a great look for Aaron. Takes.
1: Some other quarterback news includes Cowboys, Dak Prescott having shoulder strain, and uh, Ravens, Lamar Jackson testing positive for COVID.
0: So I'm not going to make a huge deal about either one of these, Bry. Yet, but they're not good. I mean, Dak Prescott, I wouldn't expect him to throw for a while. And he's coming off of a serious injury. He wants those reps. He wants to be out there working with his guys again. It's been a long time coming off that severe leg injury. And now he won't be able to throw for a while. And sometimes you get that shoulder strain because you're not as confident in your lower body. So you're using your arm more. As opposed to your total body pushing off when you throw. Read up on what pro football doc, Dr. Chow, said about that stuff. Because this is not like a day-to-day thing for Dak Prescott. And then for Lamar Jackson, bro, this is the second time he's tested positive. So, tested positive last season, obviously. This isn't good either. I mean, they need to improve. First of all, like, you got to maybe reevaluate what you're doing if you tested positive twice. Secondly... Uh, you know, they're trying to improve their passing game. They got Sammy Watkins. He's going to miss what, like 10 days? Lamar Jackson? That's a lot of reps. It's a lot. Of, there's a reason why guys like Brady and Manning and those guys want all those reps. That's not good at all for, for the Ravens and for Lamar Jackson. He's going to miss a bunch of opportunity to get more on the same page with his receivers so they can improve a passing game that needs to be improved. Ducks takes.
1: Couple of other news items uh, to finish off the week. Ross Colts giving their right tackle Braden Smith big extension, and the Giants cut wide receiver turned tight end Kelvin Benjamin.
0: Lot of tackles, lot of right tackles getting their contracts. Right, it's like Ramchek, then Moten, then Braden Smith. You know they have a new data point. Right? Okay, this is what guys are getting now at this time, and uh, I'm just. Any of these, I mean, these are, these, are, these are big guys. They're playing a tough position. It's physical. It takes a toll on their bodies. I'm just absolutely thrilled for any of these guys that end up getting, you know, big money like this. As for Kelvin Benjamin, I doubt he'll ever get signed again. I mean, his weight was supposed to be 251. He showed up at 268. He says, Joe Judge never liked me. Joe Judge doesn't like people that show up 17 pounds overweight, Kelvin. What, I mean, what are we doing? What are we talking about here? By the way, you get fined if you're overweight. It's like 300-some pounds, 300-some dollars per pound per day. So he would have been, like, playing in training camp for free with all the fine money he would have racked up being that overweight. Like, Kelvin – you have a weight. Just so you guys know, you have a weight you have to be when you get to training camp. If you're over it, you get fined every day until you're under it. Like that, it's it's professional football. That's how it works. I just, uh, man, I don't get it. I, I I don't get what he's complaining about. You know, it's Kelvin, it's on you. You made a decision. They're not drafting you to be a blocking tight end. They didn't sign you to be a blocking tight end. They want you to be a receiving tight end. Don't be 17 pounds overweight. Gosh. Shout-outs, Pizza Boy Brewing, as well as Sportaculture, as well as HumanHeadNYC.com, and Vision Comics with an X. Already have an awesome guest lined up for Monday. Make sure you check out all the other shows that we've got rolling on RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found. Even Money was great this week with Chad Millman. He was awesome. He and Steve, I got several emails from people saying it was one of their favorite Even Money podcasts ever. Fantasy Feast, I did my O-line ranking. So plenty of other stuff that I know you guys would really enjoy in addition to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast this week. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, Rostucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 100 Gambler or in Indiana, 109 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.